This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. Welcome back to the Ground Up Podcast. I'm your host, (laughs) Keisha Rock, and this is the podcast that brings you entrepreneur stories to help you get started and keep going. So, already coming in hard with the giggles this episode. I hope you guys have missed me. (laughs) Um, But I really do hope y'all have been enjoying the breakdown. I know I have, but I am happy to be back. Feels so good to be back. And today I am bringing you Allison Dugal, event planner, dessert creator, and owner of Design Create Shop. Welcome, Allison. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you, and I'm so glad we're in person. Yes, 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 yes. Um, this is going to be a fun episode because you're another small local small business owner who connected with on Instagram. Over hot chocolate bombs. Over hot, yes, over hot <laughs> chocolate bombs, you're right. So that was like, that was um, last winter, and you so kindly offered to let me try the um hot cocoa bombs and it was like life-changing <laughs> yes yes I don't even, I was actually trying to think about that the other day I was like what started the cocoa bomb thing I don't even remember how I started following y'all or anything like that I, I don't just... know yeah because <laughs> uh, we're hot because we're a bomb ass podcast in the local <laughs> Richmond area no. um yeah so we connected over that and then I don't know we just bloomed a friendship and a business working relationship and I have seen firsthand that you have a thriving, from the ground up, uh, event planning business, and you've helped uh, you helped us with our live show. Um, really, like just honestly, from a friend level, but right. you, you damn sure could have gotten paid. <laughs> um, you really, <laughs> you really, I just really uh, uh, admire your your business and what you've built. So I'm excited. Uh, to share that, to share that with Richmond, to share that with our listeners. So. Thank you, thank you. I don't often, um, I think I've told you this before, like, I just do what I do, and I don't often think about, like, other people watching or, like, you know, well, realizing what I do. I don't what's know. What's so <laughs> funny, though, is because you, while we did meet on Instagram, and because I also now help you with your um, social media content, like I'm logged into your account. So I see, this is awkward that we're talking about this on air, (laughs) but I see that you like, wow, how can I say this? Like you do, I don't read your messages because I mean, it's just too much. you did, you did. No, but but I see that like. I think I told somebody they was messaging me on my business account that was a personal friend I was like hey by the way someone else has my no no I, I don't go into it because I mean no, but you'd yeah. be entertained anyway but I was like but FYI what I'm like- saying is you use social media as a powerful tool it is at the same time you haven't even began to use it as no. a powerful tool it is you have built so many working relationships I mean I feel like do you do you would agree right. from Instagram from people that you network with you use it as the networking tool that it can be used for but you're just starting because I am going to be doing so uh you're just starting to move into that realm of showing Oh my God, y'all, it's going to be so exciting. Showing what you created, what your event planning skills are, which, you know, what Design Create Shop is uh, on Instagram. Like, I don't feel like you've even touched 
the amount of content that you're no. about to put out to show what you've created. Like nobody knows. I feel like you're like, no. a, yeah, I feel like it's almost like a secret how big your business actually <laughs> is. I actually sent a few people the video that I sent you and I was like, top secret. No one's seen this. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, it, you got, you got, you've like, you've got some serious event planning skills. Like you're very talented. So let's talk about, let's get into it. How did the business start? What led you to entrepreneurship? Um, so I, I never had an intention. So my parents actually, and I don't know if I've ever told you. So when I was a kid, my parents owned a party store. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense though. I mean, but I never, so they had a party store. My mom actually did catering. Um, my dad was a DJ. They, okay, so, what, so you can't, you come from entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, I mean, this date, I'm from the eighties. I actually hurts my heart. Some of the other days that they wanted to throw back two thousands party. And I was like, that oh, hurts. But I love the early two thousands. Like, <laughs> right. I was like, man, I'm that old now. Stop it. Um, so yeah, so I mean, in the eighties when balloons blow, I mean, my mom did balloons, they did catering, they had the party store, they used to do vending at fairs and concerts. This makes and that sense. How have you never mentioned this to me? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. But it's nothing. I never said like, when I get older, or when I grow up, I'm going to have a business. Like it wasn't an intention. I think it more came from, so I went to school for business. I have a master's in business, bachelor's in marketing, but let me ask you this. I hate to interrupt you already, but you went to school for business. What was your intentions for going to school for business? Like, what did you intend to do with that? So at first I wanted to be an accountant. Okay. And then I said, Boring. oh, no, I, I'm sorry. Exactly. I took some classes. I mean, I love math. I love numbers. And I took some classes and I thought, no, I can't sit behind a desk. Okay. Um, so then the marketing side of it was still analytical. Like I wanted to do the target markets and, you know, where should we branch out to? Like I never wanted to be the face, I guess, of a product. I really wanted to do the back-end research of it. Mm. Um, but I didn't do any of that either. So my, when I was in college, I did telemarketing. That was when they used to call you yeah. and, you know, try to sell you credit cards over the phone. So really, I have a sales background. Um, well, that helps. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I did um, wireless sales. So I'm from Maine. I moved here in Virginia in 2009. And um, I was a regional manager for basically wireless sales. And I was here for about a year and I was laid off. Mm. So I had to be available, you know, store hours, 9 a.m., 10 p.m. And when I decided I was going to find a job, I said, let me find a nine to five. And back when Craigslist was still like the place to look for oh jobs. My gosh, I remember finding <laughs> jobs on Craigslist. Yes. Girl, I found my first like do- I remember I found my $10 an hour job when I was like 17 <laughs> on Craigslist. I thought I was I was living life. Right, yeah. I mean, back Craigslist everything yes. get on Craigslist. So, I responded to an ad for an event planner. And that was going to be my 9 to 5. Obviously, I had no idea that event planning. I mean, I knew what my parents did when I was a kid, but you know, I had no idea that it would really not be a nine to five mm. situation. So, um, I, so that was really what kind of got me into it. Um, it was mostly, so that company I worked for was moon bounces and carnivals and fun foods and that type of stuff. So you learned a lot at that company. Yeah. Yeah. So I really got into like, um, after prom, mostly after prom, after grad parties and stuff like that. Um, so they went to Florida, they downsized and they went to Florida and I was basically running the company here in Virginia for them. So 
all aspects of the business, you know, planning it. I mean, I had help. I had, we had warehouse staff and stuff like that. But, you know, with them being absentee owners, I really kind of learned how to run a business. Um, previous to that, I mean, when I was a regional manager, you know, my, I got bonuses and things like that. So you're always like, okay, how do you get the bonus? Or a lot, a lot of where I learned profit and loss, which a lot of businesses, when you're a small business owner, I think sometimes you either went to school because that's what you wanted to do, or it's, you kind of become that. And so a lot of small business owners sometimes lack the financial side of things and like learning what, you know, profit and loss and really, you know, how to read a report or even know like, am I profitable? Am I not profitable? I learned that when I was selling cell phones, actually, because the only way I got a bonus as a manager was based on my profit and loss. So it was like, how do you control that? How do I get my bottom line? Um, so I think, and again, it's money driven. Not necessarily that I need money. It's just the numbers. Like I'm a numbers person. Yeah. So that's where all of that. I know. Came from. I love when you call me and you're like, VCU is paying me this much and I'm spending this much on this much and this much and that much. And I'm like, dang, because I love numbers too. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but I know you are. You all, you think about like the numbers. Does this make sense? I love yeah. that. But I, I don't want to skip over. What I just pulled from what you just said is that you take your you've taken your experiences from your journey. Like you've really taken right. it like from, from both your, um, what was the first like career a corporate path? job? Basically. Yeah. Like you took what you learned from there and then you took what you learned from actually having to run somebody else's business. Right. Right. So when was that transition point when you said, I think I, or I know I can do this for myself. So that, so when they went to Florida, they basically finally were like, you know what? Allison's running our business. Why don't we sell the, her our business so that started oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god I didn't know that yeah so that started the process basically I mean I think they were not ready to retire but you know they were ready to move on the issue was they had a lot of financial issues they had a lot of things they were running from including the IRS oh. and so it was a long drawn-out process um, I actually had an SBA loan that I was approved for for six hundred thousand dollars and I was in the process of buying their business, um, but it took so long to sort out all the issues that they had. Um, unfortunately, in the process, the relationship I had with them started to go downhill when I started to ask more questions. Mm. And really, um, like I hired a business broker and, you know, just people advocating for me. I think they really thought that I knew enough, but I didn't know enough to question how much they wanted for the business and gotcha. the Okay. So when I actually started to say, hmm, this doesn't make sense. You want to keep this equipment. You know, like they, there were some things they wanted to keep, some things they wanted to sell. And so in the whole process of buying, you know, your, obviously your value of your business, of your actual equipment, and then you have your intellectual property value, the website, the clients, all of that. Um, and they kind of thought their equipment was worth more than it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so anyway, the relationship actually didn't, end very well and um they stopped also paying me paychecks and really caused a lot of financial hardship on me so it doesn't always go yeah. <laughs> as you want it to go so um by the time the bank finally was like okay we can close on this because they hadn't paid me in so long unfortunately my credit score had gone down and so just like when you buy a house you know they did that due diligence pull the credit report and they said oh you know, your scar has gone down. We could no longer give you this loan, which was devastating to right. me. Like at the time, like I, 
probably in the grand scheme of life in general, not even like business ownership, like probably one of the most devastating times of my life. Cause it's like, you're so close to being a business owner, to working for yourself, to doing like, Hey, I've been doing this. I can finally take more ownership of it. Yeah. Ownership of it. And then it's all gone like that. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's the obvious and I'm assuming this is what you ended up doing is, is just instead of building from their business, I mean, instead of taking over their business, you just created your own. Is that what ended up happening? No. So the next thing was I, I moved on to the, another company. So when I was in the transition, there was another company in Richmond that was looking for a salesperson. So unfortunately at the time I was not in a position to just continue on my own. Right. Um, so after thinking about it for several weeks, I basically said, you know what, I, I can't do this on my own yet, which in retrospect, I probably could have, honestly. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I went to work full time for them. Okay. But I feel like that's what most people do, right? So when they um, feel like, okay, I, I know I can, I, I'm confident that this can be a business for me, but I feel like in my financial situation, right. I better go get a nine to five. So now you're saying, Looking back, so that's what you were thinking, right? Right. But you're saying looking back, you think you could have took that leap and just started your business. I could have. I think, I mean, honestly, in the whole, like, looking at everything, and, and it's what most people think about is the financial side of things. Yeah. You know, do you have, did did I have money saved? Did I, you know, could I have gone on where my you, own? Like, where were you, like, where were you financially? I was screwed. Um, you know, so I mean, when you go down the path of, you know, SBA loan, buying another company, you know, obviously I had an attorney, you know, and I had expenses that were associated with that acquisition that unfortunately I couldn't pay when that fell through. Gotcha. Um, so along with them not paying me personally, you know, paychecks and then the debt that I had, to the attorney and just different business. You broker. were in the hole. I yeah. was in the hole, big time in the hole. So you were like, okay, I got to get this, you know, yeah. nine to five. I gotta. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, and I, what I was telling you earlier was I, I had to file bankruptcy. I mm -hmm. mean, it's something I don't often talk about because it's embarrassing to me, you know, and most it's people real say, life. Yeah. And that's what, you know, most people say it's like, that's what it's there for. You know, mm -hmm. obviously there are people that just use it, but I mean, there was no way, unfortunately, that I was, even with a nine-to-five, going to dig myself out of mm -hmm. what that financial burden was, right. unfortunately. So, um, yeah, so I went to another nine-to-five, still an event planner, um, and I brought, I mean, it was a good trade-off at the time because most of what they did was decorating and... Um, you know, like large company picnics and stuff like that. But I had a lot of experience on the other end from the business I left that I brought to the table with them as well. Um, and it was a good relationship for a little while. Um, I, there was definitely some ups and downs. And um, along the way, me going, okay, Allison, you could be doing this. You know, yeah. like there was time, you know, I'd get frustrated about something or, um, you know, I think... <laughs> I think when you do corporate and when you do small business, and I was used to both worlds. I had been in the corporate world, and I had been in the small business world. And it, they're very different, yeah. you know. And so lots of times in the small business world, I mean, there's there's HR things that would never occur in the corporate world, mm -hmm. you know. And so there was a lot of things. I mean, after my son was born, I really questioned, you know, why am I still here? Mm -hmm. And... um 
actually was actively looking for other jobs, you know, just from not wanting to be there. But I have a dedication to my clients and that's my biggest, you know, can be an asset and could be a downfall, you know, because I think for me uh, along the way, the journey, I just said, oh, I can't abandon my clients. You know, if I go out on my own and I can't make it, what happens to my clients? You know, and that was really for me, like I had worked, I mean, some of my clients I've worked with, I've been in event planning for 12 years and I've worked with them for 12 years, you know, I just did an event the other day and the client didn't even show up till 10 minutes before the event started, you know, and that's just how much do people trust me. Right. Um, God, that must be nice. Yeah. Like I'm talking about for the client. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She literally was like, Oh, Hey, you're here. Okay. Like that was it. You know, and some of the clients I have, you know, I may not have particularly worked with that person, but I've worked with that company for long enough that, same thing. They're just like, oh, you know, just Allison can handle it, you know, and they just have that trust, you know. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I know more about their building or their property or where to park or where the water is, you know, than yeah. they do. So, um, but so when did you take the leap? So I didn't necessarily take the leap on event planning at first. So I started Design Create Shop as a desserts business. Okay. So in 2020, of course, no events. Um, pandemic pandemic yes so it's no surprise that I was laid off you know from my job and it was just under you know we there were still things happening little things here and there and so you know as clients called basically I just was working on an as-needed basis and um, I needed something to do you know I had started a garden and <laughs> landscaped you my did all the pandemic things <laughs> yes um so, again, it came out of hot chocolate bombs. I had a random Look, client. something special about them hot chocolate bombs. <laughs> yeah, I had a client, um, I don't know, she was looking for something stupid, like 4,000 hot chocolate bombs. It was a big client. And she was like, do you know where, you know, I can get them or whatever. And Don't tell me you said I'll do it. No. <laughs> okay, I'm like, 4,000. Hey, I say yes to many things, but that I knew <laughs> not to. Um, but then it got me thinking, it was like, well, I can make hot chocolate bombs, you know, and like I said, my parents with their catering background and, and I've always been, even amongst my friends, I'm the entertainer. Like if, if there was a party, I was hosting it, you know, and that started way back when I still lived in Maine. Um, I mean, it got to the point, you know, people would be like, okay, you bring this, you bring this, you bring that. And they'd come over. But then I'd be like, why'd they bring that? They should have brought that, you know, in my head. Oh, so you're like a natural coordinator. Like I (laughs) need to coordinate this and and this needs to be the way it should be. (laughs) Um, I always tell people my, one of my dear college friends, I remember one time she was like, let me help. And she was like cutting up the cucumbers, you know, and then they're all cut up different ways and different slices. And it was hurting me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh, so it, it started to really become, okay, I'll, I'll throw the party. I'll host, I'll cook, I'll do whatever. Y'all just contribute money or whatever. So I've always been like, it's just who I am. You yeah. Know? So the I desserts- can attest that is your nature. <laughs> yeah. So the desserts business, like, again, it was really, you know, I've been making desserts. I'd been doing things for people. And that was kind of a no brainer because a lot of people will say to me, well, you started the desserts business. You know, why were you so afraid to do the events business? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, the cost of a cake pan versus, you know. True that. <laughs> you know, the, the investment, yeah. you know, in your resources and the items that you need is very different. And so that's why it was kind of like, oh, let me throw up a website and here we go. So 
the desserts business has been really good to me, you know, and that was really, there was at the time no intention to really expand that. You know, I was still with my job waiting for them to say, hey, the Come pandemic's back over, time. come yeah. back. There's a new business in town. Golden Touch Mobile Detailing. If you're in the Richmond, Virginia area and tired of riding dirty, or you appreciate a deep clean, book an appointment with Golden Touch Mobile Detailing. It's not your average car wash. Full interior and exterior cleaning, and Golden Touch Mobile Detailing comes to you. It's the attention and detail to make you a returning customer. Follow the Instagram at Golden Touch RVA and book your appointment. I guarantee you'll be riding clean. Um, but so during the pandemic, you started Design Create Shop, which was a dessert business, so dessert catering. But you were still kind of working like part time or when there was actual events during the pandemic with your old company. So you're th- so you're doing the desserts. I mean, that's so that's how I met you right. is through your desserts. So you're doing well in your newly created business and you're thinking to yourself, I know I can do events, too. When was the turning point? And you made the decision to finally do them. Uh, when my job said, hey, we, can, we can't we can bring you back on a salary. We, we still want to continue to just pay you when you book events. And, I mean, I have years of experience. You know, I know the ins and outs. And it's, you know, did I learn things there? For sure. You know, I learned lots of things while I was working there. I think I equally contributed to the knowledge that I had, which I think lots of times made me feel... Like, I didn't often think about that. You know, I didn't think about what I brought to the table. And I think a lot of people don't. You know, if you're in a situation where you're working for somebody else, like, you doubt yourself, you know, and you don't think about what you brought to the table. And I really, in retrospect, I brought a lot to the table. You know, I had a lot of experience. I had a lot of clients. You know, again, those same clients that have worked with me, I brought that book of business there. Okay. You know, I brought them revenue. And so I started to really feel, well, if I'm not that valuable to you, you know, knowing what I did pre-pandemic, you know, as far as revenue and events, it's not important to you to maintain that or, you know, in the, yeah, I don't know. What the you exact started word thinking, is. who am I doing this for? Right. Like, cause it ain't for me and my family right. and, and I can do this for me and my family. Right. So uh, you did it. You did it. <laughs> so let's roll to the name change. Yes. So, um, Still initials, design, create shop. So it's just going to be DCS, um, event planning, and custom desserts, basically. Yay! If I knew, hold on, let me just try. <laughs> Where's the clapping no, hands? Damn it. <laughs> I'm, I'm working the, the, the roadcast today, y'all. I want to do the, accl- the applause, but okay, yay! <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so the reason I also just celebrate you is because when I first met you, like I said, you were just doing the desserts, but you would always tell me about, you know, I'm re- it, it, honestly, okay. You always tell me, like, I'm really, truly an event planner. Like, that's really what my specialty is. That's where my skills are. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, super cool. And now that, like, I'm more in in front of your business and, like, helping you as far as, like, content, I'm like, oh, no, no. No, no, no. She's, like, seriously. (laughs) So can we just talk about, like, the level of of events that you're doing now? Like, who, like, the type of, um... The type of events you're doing. Yeah. So most of most of what I've done all along is corporate college and then mix in some high school stuff. So I've never actually heavily done anything with weddings, private parties, but obviously the COVID changed that. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a lot more private parties now. I've still only done one wedding. If you want me to work your wedding, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but not your not your favorite, not your, not your no. favorite child. I mean, so I guess in if you go back to the business side of things and you look at it, you know, there's there's so many. Obviously, there's a lot of weddings and there's a lot of wedding planners out there. But for me. It's the repeat business. So hopefully you're not getting married more than once, (laughs) you know? And so that's how I sort of feel about it is, I mean, there definitely there's, you know, opportunity there. And I tell people all the time, I really, I like to do the smaller parties because nine times out of 10, they send to, they're more appreciative, you know, like you're planning a smaller party, you're planning someone's wedding, their engagement party, their birthday, whatever it is. I mean, there is a little bit more appreciation with that. Um, the corporate parties obviously give you money. That, yeah, okay, because you're talking about appreciation of small parties. I'm like, all I've seen you do are like these like 30K, you know, contracts for big schools. Right. So I didn't even know, like, so when I think of you, I don't even think of you as like birthday party, which I know you can do. Right. But like, I've seen you like execute some amazing uh, proms, like for schools and uh, VCU events. Like, I, I see you like, you know, corporate level. Right. And that's why I think a lot of people, even if, you know, friends and people I meet, you know, like, oh, she does event planning. I really do event planning on a big scale. I mean, my largest event that I've handled is for 3,000 people. Wow. In dollar-wise, probably the biggest dollar event I've handled is like a $250,000 party. Shut up. Yeah. That, of course, wasn't, you know, it was through the other business I worked for, but I was managing it. I yeah. was planning it. I was executing it. What's the it. largest dollar amount, if you'd like to share, that... Design, create, shop, events, planning. Um, um, probably, a th- well, I was going to say I've been doing too much lately, but like thirty, forty thousand. 40,000. What did that feel like? When it comes, the money comes in, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still scary. I mean, and when, I, and when she says that, she means because when it's through like colleges and. Yeah, so, it, so that's the other financial side of it. I think what, um, so if you're doing event planning and you're doing private parties, you know, your you deposits, get, your upfront, right. your whatever. So my biggest thing was, okay, how do I financially support a state-funded entity that doesn't pay for 30 days? Right. And that's – so I actually last year, um, kind of under the radar, under the scenes, most, most people knew about it, but I did some contract work. Um, so I actually worked with the refugees, with a company that worked with the refugees in – I was able to save up a bunch of money. And I think that also helped in the decision. You know, not only the, hey, why am I doing this for somebody else who doesn't appreciate me when I can be doing this on my own? And then I was able to have a little bit of a nest egg that said, okay, you know what? You have this and you have this. You can take the leap. Um, You still, I still have to make sure like, okay, if I do get this next big party that's net 30, how do making sure I have that money to support it. You know, that's the biggest thing about it. Um, so there's still the are numbers. You, I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah, are you, are you at the level yet? Because most businesses are not profitable in their first few years. So, like, are you still in the point where you feel like everything's an investment? No, I'm, I'm making some money. Okay. So. Okay. Where's the cheers thing at, y'all? <laughs> um, but I'm investing, you know. So I think I told you before we started, I just – Bought some generators, you know, right. I just walked into a store and said, hey, I need these, like, you know. Um, and so I have to think about that, too. I, I, You know, in all of this, too, I think there's still, you know, I've been doing some new events that I've never done before. I've been doing some events with clients I've worked with. But 
I still feel like I have to prove myself. And I'm not proving myself to the clients. They already know I can handle it, especially, you know, you only show up 10 minutes before your event starts. It's just saying, in it, and maybe I shouldn't care, but it's like everybody else that's out there saying, oh, sh- she can't do it. You know, I'm trying to prove it to them or trying to prove it to myself. They're like, yes, you can do this. You, this is, you've been doing it. Why are you worried? Exactly, um, yeah. But I still, you know... Aaron, of course, has worked a couple of events with mm-hmm. me. He got to witness me freak out a little bit. Like, I was like, oh, crap, I got the wrong Yeah, phone Aaron number. came <laughs> home from um, working an event with Allison and getting content and stuff. And he was like, I mean, he he really praised you. He really did. Like, uh, like she works hard. Yeah, she, and I think, well, that. and that you mentioned that, too. So I, a lots of times I tell clients, too, or tell people, especially that are trying to get into event planning or whatever, and it's really... A lot of my clients, I think, continue to work with me because of how hard I work. Like, you know, I may, may I have some makeup on and my hair done today. You know, when I was on TV for Ronald McDonald House, you know, I was like, nobody sees me like this. You know, I have you my... Were, you, I mean, you always are beautiful, but you were, you were spectacular, little beautiful that day. Yeah. So I'm like, normally I have my hair's back. I'm running around, you know. I you know up in the lift with Aaron that first day I actually taught myself to drive a forklift years ago oh yeah that's right he was telling (laughs) me about you on the damn forklift yeah I mean so I had I mean staffing is another issue obviously when you have small businesses and especially event planning you know until you get to a point where you can consistently bring on people you know part part time full-time you know you have to have commitment to people to help you know and that's my biggest thing right now is just Finding the people that are like, hey, you want to make some money on the weekend, you know? Well, look, this podcast is a great opportunity. Right. Hey, who who wants to make money on the weekend? (laughs) Yes. Richmond, RVA, local area, drop in, and we'll leave everything in the show notes, but drop in her DMs, and perhaps you can make some money and contribute to these amazing events. Yeah. So, but that's when I drove my, taught myself how to drive a forklift, because I had some guys, this was years ago, they didn't show up to work, and I said, well, I got to move something, so I took the forklift out of the warehouse and was in the parking lot, you know, See, practicing. these are things I would never do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I also can drive a 24-foot box truck. Okay. And yeah. I can drive I got, a truck with I got a trailer. Aaron for that. Yeah. But most people are surprised. I actually, um, uh, when I was six months pregnant, was driving a 24-foot box truck to an event. And I remember I got out at the gas station to, like, you know, get something to eat. And I saw these people like, wait a minute, this pregnant girl just like got out of the truck. Oh like- my gosh. You are, but I feel like that's something I really like about you. And I pick up on about you. You're a get it done type of person where you're going to, you're, you're going to figure it out and you're going to, you're probably going to do it your damn self. Like- right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of my clients keep working with me because they see I'm, I'm not just in the background planning their event. I'm there. I'm trying to make it successful. I'm doing what I need to do. Um, I had a client years ago, I was flipping moon bounces, showing some guy how to move a moon bounce. And he just thought that was amazing. And seriously, for three years, like told every time he saw me when I would show up to do their event, he's like, yeah, last year I saw her doing this. And (laughs) so, and I, you know, those are just things I do. It's part of my job. It's part of teaching. But, um, I really, you know, think that the clients I have had for years, it's really just about my work ethic and making sure that their event happens and gets done the hard part about that is sometimes it's like if it's the same company, but it's a new client, you know, um, I'm on autopilot getting their event done versus they may have never been part of this. So it's like having to think about like guiding them through, Gotcha. even though I'm like, okay, I'm just, I know what to do. Yeah. Um, 
So that's a little bit challenging or being like, okay, step back and like, this is, this is their event. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, or if you're like, um, I just did another, uh, an event. I don't, what was it? Oh, this, you know, I had centerpieces, you know, I had all the stuff that the centerpieces and then the client came in, like added some things and I was like, what are they doing? Like, you know, <laughs> but it's like, it's their event, you yeah. know, let them add in. So that's, you know, so it's like when you've been doing it long enough, sometimes that's the other side to it. It's like, okay, it is their party. You know, if they want black instead of, you know, what white, that's it's on them. You know? Yeah. Um, so what, so you brought a lot of like skills to your business already, but like, what do you feel like are things that you've had to learn in order to really get the business like up and going? And I, so a lot of, it's the back end things. I mean, um, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day. So when I started the desserts business, I actually got my kitchen licensed. So I have a Virginia, um, what is it? The Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Mm-hmm. So my kitchen is licensed and I got insurance. And a lot of people are like, well, why would you get insurance for a desserts business? Um, but it also depends on the type of clientele that you're looking through. So obviously during COVID, everything was personal parties, personal deliveries, but I knew that if I wanted to eventually take that desserts business to catering and corporate catering desserts or even being at other venues, they want insurance, you know? And so it wasn't about, I thought someone was going to get food poisoning off of a cookie. It was that I knew if I wanted to go into mm. the corporate environment. what You knew what the qualifications were to make right. sure that you, yeah. Right. So that's why I got insured and then, uh, or the, the kitchen, kitchen inspected and then the insurance. So, and then, so it's, it's, I think it's just learning what you really need to operate on the back end because you can be going, and I'm not perfect. I mean, I have a QuickBooks account and I could tell you I haven't put anything in it in like six months, you know, so. But <laughs> I think that's a lot of us. <laughs> you know, so, but it's just the back end of it. You know, it's learning all the things, like if you do, where do you want to go with your business? Um, and like you said, I'll do personal parties. I have plenty of friends I do personal parties for. I have clients at corporate events that turn around and say, hey, can you do my kid's birthday party? Um, but I knew where I came from as far as the direction and event planning. So if I was going to go back there after COVID, what did I need? You know, right. and there's still stuff I learn every day. You know, I, my, um, you know, I generators I you know I bought those two generators I was literally like okay what can I run with this small this generator what can I run with this generator and I was literally researching like okay if I had to operate a cotton candy machine what's the running watts on a Mm -hmm. cotton candy machine and and when I got to my event the other day like all my uh guys were looking at me like I was crazy I was like no you can't plug this into this you have to do this and that I was like trust me I researched this and they were just wow. like what so it's those things like but that to me is what makes you a great event planner is like you think about the details yeah you know that I mean that's brilliant um, and there's often things I don't forget I forget about that that's what I have my my significant other for <laughs> Is he'll be like, well, why are you doing this? And you could do that. I'm like, you know what? You're I right. could do that, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think for me, I just have to, now I'm at a point where it's how much can I do for myself? How much do I need to relinquish that responsibility? Hence the social media, you yeah. know, I know that I need more presence on social media. I don't have, you know, I have presence, but... Mm-hmm. You've built relationships through it for sure. Yeah, um, but it's that putting it out there, you know, because I know that 
existing clients know what I can do. And I know that people I talk to know what I can do, but there's all these people out here who don't know what I can do. Yeah. So, um, imagine, just imagine it's, but I can't, you know, I can't be every place at one time. Yeah. No, you can't. And you try to, (laughs) I do. Yeah. I mean, and I've had even recently, you know, I'm very like, okay, this is how you set up the station and this, you know, all this stuff. And one of my friends that came up to help me and she was like, wow, Allison, you've really changed because, you know, a couple months ago you would have been upset that this was over here and not over here, you know, and it's, if it works for somebody else, as long as it looks presentable, you know, um, I'll walk around and fix all the bottom of the linens to make sure they're all even with the ground or whatever it is. And people laugh at me and I'm like, you know, or I'll say, don't put that on there because it'll get it dirty and just different things. But that's just my little bit of my OCD, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say has helped you the, like, what about yourself has helped you the most in entrepreneurship? I've always been driven. I'm a goal. I'm a, I don't, I will say, I mean, I guess I set goals. I'm not, I don't sit down and write everything out, but obviously I know what I want for myself. And, and so, so you I, have a vision. Yeah. And I've always been, I've never been driven by money. Like I need a ton of money. You know, I want to live comfortably. I want to be able to, Hey, if I go to the store, I'm going to buy this because I can, um, you know, even when I did commission sales, you know, it wasn't necessarily about, I was getting all that money it was just the accomplishment of getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I've always been. And I think just that drive that I can do it, you know, and that even if I fall down, I'm still going to, I'll make it somehow. I'll get back there somehow, you know? Um, like I said, you know, years ago when that business deal fell through, you know, now you look at it and you're like, okay, it was a good thing. You know, it, it helped me to build my character. I mean, there, there was a lot of things that happened with that whole process that, you know, looking back, I'm like, okay, there was a reason it didn't work out. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said it helped you to build your character. Yeah. You know, I'm all, you know, I'm like a self-development junkie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, love I have it. a few self-development books. I've gotten through a few chapters and I haven't finished them. Since <laughs> <laughs> that happened, right? They're good uh, books. I just never, I guess yeah. I don't have enough time. I did the audio book thing. Yes. Know? Audio book all the way. Um, all right. What advice would you give to those starting out in their entrepreneurship journey? Um, so you can dive in head first, which a lot of people do. But I think you still need to have a little bit of a plan before you do that, you know. And I don't think it necessarily matters your experience. It just matters what's your plan. So once you get in it, what are you going to do, you know. And I still do that now. It's like, all right, event by event. Like, okay, I sold them this and I said I was going to do this. So what am I going to, you know, what's my plan, you know. And I'm still, I, you know, a lot of people write things on the computer. I, I literally... When I'm planning an event, I paper and pen mm-hmm. the whole thing, you know, and chicken scratch and you yeah. can't read it. I'm a believer in it. the paper and the pen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just really think, you know, no matter what you do, what, whatever type of business it is, it's just what's your plan. Once you get there, what is your plan? You know, because you can fly by the seat of your pants, but at some point you still have to have a plan. Absolutely. Yeah. And even if you just get started and you realize I don't have a plan, like, it's okay. Stop where you're at and pick up. Like, make a plan and pick right. up and keep going. Because you're bound to have something happen that's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, even now, I mean, I, 
you know, you go through the whole HR thing and you're staffing. And just even yesterday I was doing something. I was like, okay, I didn't like how somebody did something, but I had never had that conversation with them of this is how I want it. So I'm like, all right, when I go home, I'm now writing up a, hey, when you come work, this is what I expect sheet that, you know, I'll give to everybody that, you know, they'll sign off on or, you know, just... I do a lot of like fun foods, you know, for the colleges and just, okay, what, what should your station look like? Or how should you clean up at the end? But if I've never had that conversation with you, I can't be angry with you about it. In my head, I will be, (laughs) you know, I'll be complaining to somebody, but you know. No, but I think that like as the owner, as the leader, that's a, that is a very, um, understandable and reasonable is the word I'm looking for, reasonable mindset to have because it's one thing when people do things wrong when you haven't given instruction. It's another thing when you've went over and given instruction and then they're not, you know, complying. So I love that you realize, okay, well, here, here's my part. I'm going to step up and make sure they understand what I expect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always planning in business, you know, any, something happens, you always need a plan, you know, there's, I mean, things can go flawlessly, but I think even when, like for me, from an event standpoint, you know, even when everything goes well, there's still something I can take away from like, oh, next time I could do this or like a lessons learned. Right. Or I should have done this or, you know, just, or you learn. Yeah. You know, I bought some things and I'm like, oh, wow, I could have just hung them up like this. Or I bought this really cool adapter that I was going to use last weekend to hang up something in the ceiling. It went up like 30 feet and I didn't have a piece for it, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, what's my plan B? So I think you can always plan. You can always learn from everything that you do. Um, I think event planning, a lot of people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, so if you are ever planning an event, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, if you hire somebody to really, to do your event, you know, for you that they're going to do behind the scenes that you don't even know about. You right. Know? Yeah. I've had friends before, people that are good friends now that I remember just hearing through conversation, like, Oh, I'll, I can be an event planner. Anybody can do that. And it's like, no, no, it <laughs> is a skill and it's a gift. Absolutely. Um, what do you want people to know about your business? I don't know. What should as far know as, about me? well, I feel like they should know the services you offer. Yeah, so basically full event planning. So I and I own equipment. So I mean there's a couple different things. So and I've done this before too. So I've had people that have have their own stuff and they say, Hey, can you just come help me set, set it up? up? You know, that's actually a little bit challenge more challenging for me from a from a money standpoint. Cause it's like you're saying, Okay, how much is my time worth? You know, they have everything. I understand, yeah. So it's a little bit different. Which it shouldn't be because, you know, if you have your own stuff, you're you're charging labor, but Um, So I've helped people basically just event planning, like a day of planner, you know, come in, execution, that type of stuff. Um, I'm building my inventory. So I have a lot of rental equipment. um, So I can basically full service event plan, you know, come in and whatever your vision is. Or theme. Theme, you know. She just did a really cool Mardi Gras uh, prom. Yes, I've done a Mardi Gras prom. I just did a royalty prom. And I, I've done a couple um, corporate events lately that are Hollywood, like mm. some take on Hollywood, either Roaring Twenties or like oh, fun. Met Gala and that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, so full service, basically hire, you know, you hire me, I have the equipment. If I don't have the equipment, I'll source the vendors for it. Um, same thing, catering. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a really good re- relationship with a lot of um vendors here so um for example i don't have any 
audiovisual or lighting, you know. So is it something I'm going to invest in eventually? Yes. Um, well, it doesn't matter now. if you don't have it. The, the client, right. we don't know that. You you hire people that have it, so that's all right. that matters. So that's so so basically that. Basically anything full service, beginning to end, you know, designing it for you. You know, yeah. so a lot of customers, they're like, hey, I want to do that Mardi Gras party, but they have no idea, like, what they want to do, they don't have a vision, they don't have pictures. Right. So it's really going to them and saying, you know, hey, here's here's what I found. Here's some example photos. Here's the inspiration I can add for you. Um, you know, budgets, help people with budgets. And a lot of times, you know, people are hesitant to give you what your budget is, but then at the same time, I don't want to give you the Rolls Royce if all you can afford is the... Yeah, and that's <laughs> something I hear a lot in this industry from business owners is that, uh, be prepared to say what your budget is because that's yeah. how, you know, that's that's the way to, to really re capitalize on what you can get too also. Yeah, so I actually do. Um, so one of my colleges I have a really good relationship with for years. I go in and actually do um, like part of their welcome week training and I go in with the students at plan events and do a whole presentation, not even about what I do, just about you're, you're planning events and here's how to work with vendors. Here's what to ask. And, and one of the things we talk about is the budget. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm show, you know, expensive car and then a little rundown car. And I'm like, all right, you know, what's your budget? I don't want to give you this budget if all you have is this. Right. Um, so yeah, event planning, full service, event, um, planning, design. I'm tired. I'm sorry. Dessert. <laughs> Desserts. Desserts. So we can do the desserts either just ordering. Um, I also have been doing catering with the desserts, um, full service event tables. I've recently done, well, I've done several themed tables. So if your theme of your party is Western and I can bring in all the desserts themed to that or colors or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then always the theme cookies for like birthday parties or theme parties. I think those are always really cool that you do those. Yeah. I also do some wholesaling. So because I have my kitchen license, I can wholesale. So if you're looking to add um, stuff to you, like for I worked with RVA Cheese Girl and done some stuff with our charcuterie boards. Um, so or if you're trying to if you have a store and you want to have some hot chocolate bombs in your store or cookies or chocolate covered strawberries, um, we can do that as well. Um, and a lot of people ask me, you know, I just made a couple cakes. They're like, do you do cakes? I'm like, yeah, I do cakes like. It can just be, you know, as long as I know how to make it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And they'll be able to go in the show notes and um, check out her Instagram and her website. Uh, you ready to play this game? Oh, you okay. You ready? You came up with some good ones? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right. We're back with Would You Rather, this or that. This or that, pop or soda? Soda. Really? I thought since you were up north. They don't say pop up north. Oh. oh okay. Uh, would you rather be in... You're right. You know, the person I know who says pop was from Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> would you rather be in the room with crying babies or crying puppies? Uh, Babies. You could probably eventually quiet them down. <laughs> um, this or that. Decks or screen porches? Screen porch. Oh, I love a deck, though. I do, too, but, you know, the bugs. Yeah. Like, Would you rather be told you're too much or you're too timid? Too much. Too much? Too much. This or that, Crocs or flip-flops? Flip-flops. Oh, I'm a Crocs girl now. I have never owned a pair of Crocs. Could be, they will change your life. <laughs> they will change your life. All right, Allison, how can listeners reach you? 
Uh, so my website is designcreateshop.com, and then I'm on Facebook and Instagram as the Design Create Shop LLC. Perfect. Y'all go on over to Allison's Instagram, follow and like the content because your girl's behind some of it now. So yes, uh, show lots support. of things coming this week. Yes, lots of things coming. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the Breakdown Podcast as well. If you haven't yet, go on back to the first two episodes. And I can't wait to bring you another entrepreneur story. Help us build this podcast from the ground up. Please rate and review an Apple podcast. It helps further our reach and your reviews mean so much to us. You can also support us by becoming a Patreon or as we like to call it, a friend of the podcast. Find us on Instagram at The Ground Up Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to share with a friend. Until next time, we're rooting for you.